Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. A little midweek pick 'em action. CJ joined me. We uh, we hit on the big Wednesday nighter here a few hours from now, if you're listening. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, pretty full slates, about four games apiece. Nothing extremely enticing. A couple ranked teams get after it. But um, you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee, fill style. If it's in the evening, grab the drink. Come on back because we're talking all things about college pick 'em. And make sure you follow us on at Porch Sports Pod. And, uh, be ready for that nooner coming later in the week and also some West Virginia uh, TCU preview edition. So uh, you guys know what to do. Let's stay tuned for a little pick 'em. Let's go. So CJ, man, Wednesday night. I'm real excited for this one. Coastal. Goes to Boone, the number 14th ranked Chauncey against the Mountaineers. Uh, I, I've got to tell you right now, on the deuce, by the way, I mean, Coastal was a five-point favorite on the road here, CJ. Like, everything screams at me, I want the home dog, right? App State at home. But I do not trust Chase Bryce at quarterback at all. And I think Coastal's defense will do a good job – at least containing that run game from App State, that's real explosive. I think Coastal wins this thing by more than five. Yeah, I'm with you. There were a couple of spreads that kind of made me scratch my head. This was one. Um, I expected Coastal to be a little bit bigger favorite because um, I'm with you. Um, Chase Bryce has not shown me anything that makes their offense real explosive or, or dangerous. Um, defensively, Coastal has been really, really good. Um, and offensively, they can just – they move the ball and they put up points. Um, I love Coastal big, big, big in this one. I mean, it's, it's such a unique attack, too. Like, and McCall runs it so well. It's it's almost scary how good he is as only a sophomore. I mean, you look at yeah. the efficiency, 14 touchdowns to only one pick – uh, throwing for just under fifteen hundred on the season to this point in time. I mean, that's still pretty respectable when you, when you, all things being considered, he's only played five games. Um, just a just a shade under three hundo per per contest there. But I think it's also his ability to run the football, CJ, um, that kind of stands out for me in terms of just has that mobility. Right? Doesn't necessarily this season have the the numbers but he has the ability to extend plays and runs that scheme to perfection. Yeah, it it almost feels like what he does at extend plays, it's – and I'm not comparing him, but it it has a very, like, a a Patrick Mahomes feel where he's not looking to really beat you with his legs. Now, he can and he can extend plays and he'll run pick up five, six here. But he's really looking to kind of extend that, force your DBs to cover a little longer, let his guys get open, and then just drive it down the field. And his ability to manipulate the pocket, to get off script, 
get outside and kind of let everything else flow. He's constantly looking down the field. And you're right, as a sophomore, it's unreal how good this kid is right now. Um, you know, he's on pace to, you know, last year it was 26 touchdowns, three picks, and he's well on pace to shatter that. And it's just very rarely do you see a young guy not have turnover issues. But he's and, never had them at all. He, yeah. And that's, that to me, would scare me as a defensive coordinator because it's like he just doesn't make bad decisions. Yeah, he, he really doesn't. And I feel like App State's going to need a little bit of that in this game. Now, their defense is is pretty stout, um, but you can get it. I mean, obviously, Louisiana scored some points, although that was turnover aided. Um, Marshall put up some points on them. I mean, they held Miami down, but really, you know, what kind of accomplishment is that this season, I guess? Uh, East Carolina's decent, so I mean, App State's got a decent defense for sure. I just don't – I do not see them being able to, to just run the ball at will against Coastal. And and I don't think uh, that Coastal's going to have any problems uh, throwing the football against App State at all. I, I, I just see them being able to being – I just see Coastal being able to be balanced offensively in boom on a – on Wednesday night, CJ. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, I love Coastal uh, big in this game. Um, and the, the, the total at 61 and a half, that, that feels like an under for me because I know Coastal is going to put up points. I just don't know if App State's going to get you enough to help you. I, you know, CJ, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that pick by you on, on the under there, especially kind of a, a game that you never know, you know, getting crisper, uh, and it's a little colder in those mountains up there anyway. Uh, defense might might bring a little bit of an inspired effort for App State early. Coast will get some late with some stuff. And like you said, I just don't think that Chase Bryce is going to be able to, to withstand the pressure that, that Coastal brings defensively. Um, chance, big, and I think the under as well, CJ. Uh, it might even slide into those picks. Might have to get that one in early. Uh, <laughs> To, to get off to that 1-0 start on the week. Um, yeah. So we, we then venture in to, I mean, to Thursday night. Uh, oh, by the way, I mean, before we get to Thursday, what are the chants going to take into the locker room for App State? Are they going to get like a little Mountaineer doll and like, you know, WWE chainsaw that? Or what's, what's going to be the play here? I mean, because they're definitely going to do it. Yeah, I, I would probably go with the Mountaineer doll of some kind. Um, that would be where I think you would go, but who knows? They do things differently down there. That's a that's a different breed of, breed of fan well, and, and team. I mean, I also kind of think they kind of like to keep with the the theme of an animal. So, like, what do they get for a Mountaineer? It, it almost scares me in certain respects. <laughs> um, but – and others excites me, and so that's kind of coastal football there, and it's, it's been fun there on the teal for them this year. They will not be on the teal, though. I mean, going to Boone, that place is beautiful. That place is a tough place to play at night. I, I, I do expect Coastal to get a fight from App State, but I think the number being only five uh, kind of is the reason he's still got to look coastal there um, for sure against App State. So on to Thursday, CJ. Um, SMU, the ponies, are at home and facing the green wave. Are they going to be in trouble with that uh, 21st ranking 6-0 and undefeated season with uh, Chris Pratt 
excuse me, not Chris Pratt. A lot of people would like it to be Chris Pratt. Um, oh, Michael Pratt, a uh, freshman who's, you know, playing in his second season, been pretty, pretty good player, scored a lot of points against Oklahoma. Should SMU be worried? I, you know, I would, I don't know if worried's the right term. Um, is I know Tulane can put up points um, and they can move the ball, but they legit can't really stop anybody either. Um, you know, I mean, they gave up 40 to Houston. He gave up 52 to East Carolina. And East Carolina is not a juggernaut offensively. I mean, you only gave up 21 to UAB, but 61 to Ole Miss, which you know, is kind of understandable given what Ole Miss has firepower like offensively. But Does it ever? It you know, hums, I, CJ. It hums, brother. It, yeah, so, I mean, and, you know, SMU defensively, I mean, they've had some issues and deficiencies um, as well, but I don't think they're – they're nearly as as bad defensively as Tulane is. Um, I kind of like Tulane to cover this 13-and-a-half simply just because SMU has played a bunch of tight games. Um, you know, I mean – Yeah, they have. Point, I mean, if you think about against, it, I mean – Yeah, Louisiana Tech was a two-point win. Yeah, a tough one in Ruston there against Austin Kendall and the boys. I mean – Beating TCU in Fort Worth—that's a—that's a big time dub there. Um, it, it is, but it's for, only for the eight point win. Yep, you, know, you got the big blood eight. against Southern Florida, and then you know the seven point win against Navy. So eight. I mean, they a played tough it a one at Navy. Time. Navy's improving. I mean, that's a—that's a good one though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Navy is improving. You know, I mean, it, but Tulane's also you know got some got some big time blowouts sitting out there outside of the UAB game. So that one to me is a, a a little on the tougher side of things, where it's like. Ugh. Um, you know, I could see SMU winning by 17, you know, by 14 or more, but I could also see them winning this thing at 7-8. So, yeah. yeah, I think it depends on what kind of SMU team are we getting. You know, there, there are some injury concerns there with them. I mean, Mordecai has been good all year. I, I could definitely see people want to lay the points with the Ponies, and I think the over is just a little too high at 70 and a half, to be honest with you. Um not yeah, one that I'm that, too interested to get involved with, although maybe a potential teased, um, teased over down to 16 and a half if you're into that kind of thing, uh, could be interesting. Just saying, yeah, yeah, I can see on that one. That's one for me, I would almost completely stay away from. Yeah, I, I do think Tulane could, uh, play a little, play a little spoiler in this game. Um, cause I think Pratt is good enough if SMU is turnover prone. Uh, but in the end, I think the ponies will win, but the 13 and a half seems a little hot to be honest. Um, now a big one, uh, in conference USA, CJ on CBS sports network, the Florida Atlantic owls there, the fighting Willie Taggart set three and three go to Charlotte to take on the four and two squad of nothing's finer than some 49ers. Uh, and FAU's a seven-point road favorite. That feels fishy to me. I like Charlotte plus the points, honestly, here, CJ. I mean, I know FAU's a good squad, but I think Charlotte's finally maybe ready to to win this thing and, and compete for this conference. It, it seems fishy because I, I, I like Charlotte. I mean, they, they've played well all year. They've looked good. I'm not. This is another one I kind of scratched my head on. FAU being a, a favorite here, 
and it is a big one because I mean, um, with the way the standings are sitting, yeah. It, I mean, Marshall is really a, a big. Uh, the herd is big time rooting for the Owls here uh, on Thursday night. Gets them back into kind of controlling their own destiny in the East Division. But something feels weird about that to me that that FAU is a favorite here. I mean, I know, you know, Nicosia Perry's a good player, and and they've they've lost some big boys and have already taken their lump at UAB, a tough team, and Air Force is good too. So it's like FAU's lost some good squads, and they think Lane Kiffin's recruited a good little base there, and he kind of has left some good players, I'm sure. And Taggart's probably done a decent job um, as well in terms of recruiting the FAU. It would make sense they've got some good talent, right? I mean, they put up some points in a couple games. I mean, 38, 45, and 58 in their wins. So you can see why these people might think they're a pretty good football team. Um, but but I do know that Reynolds and Charlotte, I've, you know, seen that squad. And I have a lot of trust in him uh, to keep Charlotte competitive in this game. And I think at home win it. I mean, I, the guy, I, I like the quarterback better for the other team. And they're the road dog. I mean, what's better than that? I mean, a home team getting points? I mean, I don't know, CJ. You tell me. I guess they're kind of concerned about the Charlotte defense. Um, and rightfully so. They've had a few games where it's like, whew. I mean, they, they're they a bit leaky. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but still, I, I like Reynolds and his ability to make plays to win them games. Will Healy's a hell of a football coach. I, I'm with you. I, I like the home team getting points here. Like, it – it's if this was on the road, I would tend to maybe lean FAU. I'd agree. Yeah, but with this being in Charlotte, I I understand their defense has been leaky, but th- this is at home. I give me the home team in this kind of case. Yeah, I think so. I think so, CJ. Um, and would be, and, and granted, I mean FAU could still win this game. I don't. I have no doubt, but I, but I like Charlotte getting points. Uh, with, I mean, I feel like that's a, a definite play uh, right there on Thursday night. Um, another Thursday nighter, man. I mean, they're they're loading down the schedule here, CJ. Uh, with yeah. the offense. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, go down to Arkansas State for a 7.30 contest on the U. Louisiana, 18-point favorite. I mean, we know how good Levi Lewis has been this season. Uh and continues to kind of electrify, uh, you know, the total in this game is 70, CJ. I mean, Arkansas State gives up 46.7 a game, CJ. I mean, my God. I knew they were bad. I didn't know they were that bad. Um, whew, I mean, okay, you're, you're being, low you're, point total was 41, my friend, that they've given up this season to a Division One squad. Yeah, you're you're being kind with the with the with their bad on defense. I mean, they're they're absolutely atrocious defensively there at Arkansas State. The Red Wolves um, are more like you know uh, the Red Puppies. Um, <laughs> I tell you what they are. They're they're like when you take the when you have to take the trash out and like someone's like you know maybe put at a pool and you've had to like you know change a baby and there's like a diaper in there and it's like July and it's Mixed in with some like food and stuff. That's how bad Arkansas State defensively is. That that smell. Um, so you know uh, that's that's speaking from a guy who had to do that a little bit in the summers as lifeguard. That's that's the worst smell of all time. So, 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean they like yeah they they are atrocious on the defensive side, um, and that's not good for them going up against you know a raging Cajun squad that can absolutely move the ball. Well, um, and also they're I, very stout defensively. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I love the Cajuns here on the big points. You know, minus eighteen. Um, the total at seventy, I wouldn't touch. I'd agree, CJ, on the total, not not getting involved with that. I mean, they're thinking Arkansas State's going to still score you some points, which I think they might. Um, but that's a big, big number in that game. Yeah, right? but you, you would feel like, like you expect would, Louisiana you, to score 50 at that point. Yeah, you're going to need them to be in the 50s, almost 60. Tell me, Louisiana is going to be that stout defensively here against Arkansas State to where they're like only going to give up 17 or something. Well, I don't know if it's, it's, they'll be that stout or if it's going to be one of those things where, you know, maybe, you know, the Cajuns jump out big, like, you know, they get up 14, 17, nothing yeah. early. And then all of a sudden Arkansas state's playing catch up where you yeah. don't run the ball as much, which they don't really do to begin with. Well, but, and Blackman's not necessarily, I don't know, compared to some of these other single cars in this league in the Sun Belt, man, He's not on their level necessarily. Um, although him and Levi Lewis are somewhat comparable players if you really get down to it. Um, I, although Blackman, I just don't think, has the, has that ability with his legs quite the way that uh, – and, and really probably not at all the way that um, that, that Lewis does. And I, I think it's just kind of been proven over time. I mean, James Blackman in his career – Really has never been a guy who's been able to, even at Florida State, be able to kind of make make things happen like that. Yeah, he wants to he wants to operate much more in the pocket and be a and be a pocket passer, which is which is completely fine. But I mean, you just I don't think their offensive line really suits that. I mean they they give up a bunch of sacks too. So it's I will say though, CJ, if Arkansas State's frisky in this game early. The 18 points you might have to sweat into the fourth quarter and hope that Louisiana has a reason to to punch one in um, toward the backside. Maybe, maybe win a game like 40 to 20 or something, even like that. Uh, get, get you that sneaky UK cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, exactly. And I mean, I think that's kind of. I don't. We don't necessarily. I don't think anybody, either one of us, or even Zach. I mean, and I think he's soon to. You know. He's he's soon to pop one in, and he that the numbers just won't tell us everything it needs to tell us, um, as he's liking to say right now. Um, but Arkansas State could maybe be frisky at home, you know, to get under those eighteen points. Maybe I'm just saying could could at the end maybe find a way to do it. So not one I'm I'm necessarily thrilled to go and lay there the eighteen with the raging Cajuns. Um, a Thursday night eleven o'clock or CJ. To follow that FAU Charlotte game on CBS Sports Network, San Jose State, the Spartans minus the quarterback though, in Starkle, who's kind of been out, um, and they've struggled without him a little bit. Going to the land of of Vegas, going to the Sin City to take on the Rebs. Running Rebs are zero and six though on the season. Is this a spot where we should kind of be nervous about UNLV kind of pulling a, a win here? I mean, they've been close in a lot of games. And close in some games are some teams that are, I would say, better than San Jose State is. Yeah, I mean, because you look at the first two, I mean, UNLV against Arizona State and then Iowa State, I mean, they weren't in those games. 
But then you've got the eight-point loss to Fresno State, seven points to the now-ranked Roadrunners at UTSA, and then a four-point loss to Utah State, which you know is a, is a pretty decent team. So you got to wonder, maybe is this the week that they finally kind of get it figured out? And I, I don't know if they do get it figured out, but I do really kind of them plus five um, in this game because it is at home and they have been so close the last three weeks. I feel you, CJ. I really do. Um, on UNLV maybe being able to pull this thing off. But San Jose State does have a really good defense. There's no question about that. I mean, you hold a team – you know, as good as San Diego State is running the football the way they did down, um, you know, they held Western Michigan to 23, which looking at some of these other, other scores Western Michigan's put up this year is kind of an accomplishment. Um, I, the Spartans are definitely building a new program and culture down there. You can definitely see them winning this thing. Not one I'm too eager to get involved with at all, CJ. On yeah, Friday, I, yeah like, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I really wouldn't get involved in it. Um you know, but uh, I'm kind of like it just feels like a really sneaky spot there for the Rams. I agree. I think it's a real sneaky spot for them to, to get that win. Um, the total being 46 and a half, honestly, I don't I don't have a strong, strong feeling on it. Um, at I feel all. like if you go on probably the lean over. Probably, oh, you go you lean under. OK, well, I mean, it's one of those that I think if you do go the under the hook's going to be your friend. Uh, agreed, but I, I think I needed to see it 47 and a half before I feel confident in that because I do feel like that's the spot we could end up at here at, you know, like 33-14 or 30-17. Yeah. You know, I could really see that final score. Yeah, I, no, and I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I could definitely see that too. Yeah, that that because that, it's 47, it feels like it's almost right. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's just – that's why they build the towers out there, man, because they're they're right at it right now. Um, CJ, on to Friday night. And, you know, I'll be honest, the Friday night slate uh, this week is, eh, you know, Friday, Friday night lights is not great here. Um, got a UConn team that's finally got a win playing against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, and that offense tries to light it up two and four. It's a six o'clock game. Middle's a 15 and a half point favorite. If you're betting that mm, degenerately, man, let's 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 stay away. There's better options there. Um, yeah, absolutely. The next three games are kind of interesting, I think. Uh, but are you leaning UConn plus points coming off a win, feeling good at the rent? Do you want them, CJ? Just asking. Oh, no. Um, okay. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. But but I wouldn't do it either way. Yeah, I, I want nothing on this game. Um, I it. it, it if I mean, you're they throwing beat like Yale. a parlay they together, Yale. they beat Yale twenty-one fifteen. Hey, well done. You beat the Ivy. You know, I mean, if if, if hey, those you're, guys are smart, though. Yeah, if, if you want to throw it on a parlay and take, you know, Middle Tennessee on the money no, line, go no, right no. ahead. But okay, yeah, but but even then, what's it really worth? You know, so no, just, just stay yeah, away. it just might stay be away. one of those that just boost the odds a little, but yeah, I mean, I, I would I would stay away. Just stay away. Um, we got. The next game there, though, Friday night, I think it's interesting. Memphis as a dog there, traveling to UCF. UCF kind of licking the wounds at home. I think still living off reputation. And if they're at home and only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, I think that truly means this is Memphis's game. I like Hennigan. 
a quarterback situation they have going there for Memphis. Um, they've showed me some things here of late, even in some losses. They've been frisky. I mean, UTSA by three, Temple by three, Tulsa by six, and they played well and beat Navy. They have a win versus Mississippi State. UCF, on the other hand, I mean, they survived ECU, and that's not really saying much. They lost to Navy, Louisville. I mean, they're not a great football team without Gabriel, and I, I think Memphis is going to get them. I really do think Memphis is going to get them at home. Um, I don't. I do not see UCF winning this football game, CJ. And, and that total being sixty-three, I think you definitely got to get on that. Oh yeah, I'm definitely with you. I mean, they've been such a different team without Gabriel in the lineup, um, and I, even I mean, with him previously, it was still kind of not not the Central Florida you were kind of accustomed to. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they just they are they aren't a real good real good football team. Um, I, I do. I like Memphis. Memphis on the road here. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I know since like Cincinnati shouldn't be kind of the judge of, you know, your football team this year, but because they're that good, I, I really do believe that. But for UCF, I mean, eh, you know, you you got you got damn exposed there against Cincinnati and you didn't look good against East Carolina in a win. Uh, although East Carolina is a much better team, you know. I yeah. just I, – and you lost to Navy this year. That's not saying much at all for you. I think Memphis is going to go in there and get the win. I think they're the better football team. Um, and, yeah, and the one thing about UCF that's really kind of shocked me, really, especially this year, is where's the explosive plays offensively? There are none. That's what I'm saying. They used to kill you with those, and they just don't seem to have that anymore. And that, to me, makes them very – very easy to defend because, I mean, if you watch Cincinnati, and they're a very well-coached defensive team, don't get me wrong, but they were jumping those under routes. I mean, they were daring you have to throw it down the field, and they won't do it. Well, they can't right now. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You know, um, the the night games there, CJ, uh, Colorado State, Utah State, and Washington, Arizona, uh, I kind of like the Aggies there in Utah State against Colorado State. Uh, Utah State's a home dog at night. I mean, Colorado State's a good football team. We definitely know that. And, you know, there's some questions about Utah State, I think, and how how really good they might be, especially when you barely beat UNLV last week. Um, And now BYU kind of getting exposed and losing like you did to Boise. Yeah, you found a way to beat Air Force, which is impressive, but I kind of think Colorado State's kind of maybe making some moves here in this in this league. We definitely like that Centrino kid. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know, this one's kind of a funky one because I think, you know, I I do like Colorado State. Um, you know, Utah State's been a team defensively that has had had its fair share of struggles. I mean, they they're they're not good. Um you know, you gave up 45 to an Air Force team that all they do is run the ball. It just they, you give up 24 to a UNLV team. I, just defensively, they are very not good. I just don't know how else to put it. And, <laughs> I love the double negative, CJ, but it's it's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're they're very bad on that. And now offensively, I mean, they've shown an ability to move the ball, but 
you know, Colorado State to me is a better defensively. They are so much better, more complete um, team. Yeah, that, I mean they're definitely more complete. Um, I yeah, I, I like the Rams in this one um, simply just because I think their defense can is is going to come up with you know three or four stops, and that's really going to be the difference. Tight game, fifty eight and a half. I kind of sort of lean the under in this one. I think Colorado State defensively could make enough plays to make it happen. Um, in that game, although I said at the beginning, you kind of like Utah State. It's it's a sneaky spot. Yeah, it's, it's not, definitely a sneaky one. It's not one that you want to get all over. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CJ, I mean, all I got to say about the ten thirty game is it's gross. Uh, the fact that it's actually going to be on ESPN two is oh man. I mean, definitely not going to be appointment viewing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I mean, that's kind of how I feel about this Washington. 18 points. How are they giving 18 points to anybody? Arizona's bad. Um, but could they be frisky? Yeah, I could see them being frisky uh, just because it's at home. Uh, it's a night game. It's conference. I mean, one of the few chances they could actually do something. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Washington's lost a lot of close football games. So maybe this is kind of the, the game where they kind of. I mean, jump it, out and get a big one. I, I tend to see maybe they could be frisky, but then you also have to remember, you know, they Arizona goes up to Colorado and gets absolutely trounced thirty-four to nothing. I mean, they're a bad team. They're they're <laughs> awful. They're awful. That's all there is to it. And and honestly, probably a, a like, do you feel confident enough to throw Washington on the money line in this football game, CJ? Oh God, yes. Okay. All right. I mean, that's. That's, they're definitely going to be on a lot of them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's, an like, easy, it's an easy win. Like, let's put it this way, CJ. A four-team parlay, just money liners on Friday. We're going to see a lot of middle Memphis. Well, actually, probably not a lot of Memphis. We're probably going to be the minority there if we're, if we're taking that. But a lot of middle Memphis, Colorado State, and then Washington, probably money line parlays, I bet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. If you see anything on those, those should be what they be. Otherwise, if you're betting those spreads or totals, maybe you should call one and enter gamblers and get some. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the marquee matchup there uh, this Friday night.